0: Welcome to You Need to See This and every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Bree and I'm joined by my co host. Hi,
1: I'm Cozy. Hello.
0: Hi, how are you? Oh,
1: quite well, thank you. And yourself?
0: I'm I'm doing well. Just uh yeah, just trying to like fight through the fatigue of the day and drink some caffeine at eight Ooh, o'clock caffeine. at night, which is maybe not yeah. a big great idea, but
1: yeah, no, I'm feeling I'm feeling the opposite of that. Where I'm like, I probably should have something to wake me up, but instead, right before this, I like jammed nachos into my face, <laughs> and like not good nachos, oh. nachos that I knew were gonna not be good nachos. Not not good not nachos, not.
0: Good nachos.
1: Yeah, there's something there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying I was trying to like make that work, but it didn't quite work.
1: Yeah, quite much, I anyway. feel like I went and bought not goods. Is that what that would it be?
0: Not not like, goods. Yes.
1: Uh, they should call them that because that's what they are, not good. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I. it's just, it was a bummer because it's right next to my apartment. I like their normal food. I've had their nachos and I remember their nachos being good, but I also know that's wrong.
0: <laughs> oh... Yeah. yeah,
1: like they don't melt cheese. They have like fakey melted cheese, like stupid nacho cheese, where they're just like, this is cheese, but it's sort of like liquid and it's kind of nothing and it's like... Like less. gas
0: station nacho cheese?
1: Like, yeah, like I would 7-11. say like, like a waterier version of that.
0: Ew. It's
1: a bummer. And like they had shrimp that was good and short rib that was fine on it. um, And a bunch of like lettuce. But yeah, it's just like... I don't know. I think the chips themselves are the problem. Mm. Uh, and even with melted cheese on them, melted correctly, it, they probably still wouldn't be great. Oh, bummer.
0: Uh, yeah, that's... And, and nachos are... It's like, when they're good, they're good. But usually, like, it's definitely, like, for me, at least in my experience, it's been, like, when they're good, they're good. But they're usually not just okay. It's usually bad or good.
1: Yeah. They're either a weird letdown or, or like, these are doing it right. but yeah, even I've, the middle feels like a letdown.
0: <laughs> I think that's I think that's a good point because I think that's what it is. It's like it's just they have to be really good or else they're just not they're just disappointing. And yeah, it feels like you can do th- it better. Th-
1: yeah. I think that's, that's the weird key of it. Like I live next to Ralph's and I could very easily like one in the morning, get all the ingredients of nachos and do that. Yeah. But I should never do that <laughs> in the same way where I probably shouldn't ask people where to find good nachos near me. Cause I shouldn't know that answer.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. There was a, a Mexican restaurant that was like kind of a corner, like hole in the wall kind of place near where I used mm. to live. And they had like the best. I mean, they had great food in general, but like their nachos were like dangerously good because I lived Ooh. so close and I would get them like way too often. And they did like real cheese. so It was like cheddar cheese, like melted on nachos. Okay. With like, uh, a time. with like jalapenos. They did like, you know, they had the works and you could do like chicken or, uh, mm. or like uh, carne asada, or you could do. Uh, vegetarian and just have like beans mm-hmm. on it which i love when it's just like sure. beans.
1: Mm. oh nice yeah I, I remember in paris one of the only restaurants that i was really excited about was the chicago pizza pie factory
0: <laughs> in paris and I, the,
1: <laughs> and I got the nachos and never the pizza <laughs> just a giant plate of like me in fourth grade getting like what 10 year old being like here's a plate of nachos that is bigger than my head I'm gonna devour it all in front of my parents now
0: (laughs) that makes sense I was like oh yeah if you're 10 years old I was like 10 those off those weird menu items that are like this place doesn't need this like that's for 10 year olds who are like but I want that
1: that's so true and they had like crazy stuff all over the walls like weird signs and like pipes and stuff and I was like yeah I love this place what a Mm -hmm. great pizza pie factory
0: (laughs) yeah that's awesome
1: oh it's Uh, great
0: yeah, nachos are dangerous. Cheese is dangerous in general. I don't like having cheese mm. in my house because I'll just like want to eat. I'll like eat it straight out of the package if I can. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that's a smart call. I I, I think I don't own cheese anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. It's it's addictive, and it really like I've like read stuff about how like it's like cheese is one of the harder like I'm I don't really drink milk or anything, but cheese is so. Hard to to kick completely, is it? A, so I just need to not buy it because I just yeah, yeah,
1: it's really tough. It's so tough.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, but so it goes.
0: So it goes. Well, anyway, uh <laughs> nacho problem anymore?
1: Nailed it. Perfect. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are comedians, writers, filmmakers, and we want to be nuns when we grow up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's been my dream forever. I, <laughs> yeah. One day I'll finally grow up and also be a nun.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting for the grown-up part. Like, <laughs> I'm almost thirty, and I'm still like, mm, I feel like I should. I was supposed to have like a house and kids by now. And oh,
1: don't get me started. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: I can tell you, this week I'm feeling it. This week,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So it goes. The whole thing. So
0: it goes. Uh, every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film, and we do it all with no spoilers. Um, but before we get into this film, uh, Cozy, you have a we saw it?
1: I do have a we saw it. I did, in fact, see it. It being a movie. This movie that I saw was Cabin in the Woods.
0: Oh, OK. Wow. Recent, recent one we did. Was that the last right. second to last what we did, I think?
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar and correct to me.
0: Yeah, what'd you think?
1: I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Awesome. Um, yeah, I like. I enjoyed the subversions of tropes that it was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I probably would have been hit harder by those back, like when it first came out, though. Right. Because, like, they've. I feel like all, all so many horror movies are like, we're gonna fuck with tropes now. Um, and also, if I'd seen it in the theater, I probably would have been more immersed in it. Yeah. But in my apartment, I was just like, okay, this is not immersive, but I'm having fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, like, you're you're totally right on, like, movies have definitely been doing that, I think, more often, too, since that one came out. Um, mm. And probably before, too, but, like, that was the first one that I remember seeing where I was like, oh, they're, like, yeah, taking all the, they're yeah, they're subverting tropes. And I thought it was just so, like, and then I think, I don't know when Dale and Tucker came out, but that was probably the mm. Uh,
1: Yeah, that one, that one to me, I feel like I was more, I, that one I found funnier and was a little bit more into, mm -hmm. although that one was a little heightened in some ways that this one wasn't. So it's like, goods and bads. Like, I enjoyed that this one wasn't that heightened. Yeah. Like, I prefer that. I was kind of hoping for that, so.
0: Yeah. Um. And like, real moments. I don't know. I thought, did you, were you ever like, uh, any moments like that you actually got uh, scared or like...
1: No, but I, I think that that's probably also because I was in my apartment. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, I'm in front of a laptop I'm watching YouTube. This is a this is not an experience in the same way it would be. All the lights wore off, but, yeah, no, nothing really got me. But I think also part of that reason why nothing really got me is because of the structure of it. Mm. Like, I think I was expecting it to be a movie where everything was like incredibly stereotypical. And like really, really put you into like a cabin in the woods situation at all times until there was some kind of big reveal twist, mm-hmm. like that I had sort of been hearing about millions of times. Um, uh, but instead, like the indicators ended up feeling very like big and not subtle. Yeah, which I was really surprised by like the 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 framing of it was like from minute one. I was like, oh, right, like, going to give this to us so. I think because of that, I wasn't even sure what the biggest of the big reveals was. I didn't know which one everyone was talking about anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. And that's when I think when we were talking about it, that's sort of what I was trying to explain. It's like they kind of like set you up that way where it's like the, they put this this like bloody title sequence and then you're in like an office and you're like, what? And then you're back in like the kind of tropey cabin in the woods sort of characters. Um, yeah, and
1: like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, OK, well, th- like everything that they're doing in even things that they're doing in the inside the trophy situation they're like but we're also going to show our hand here and here and here and i was like oh okay well we'll we'll figure it out at least we know things are weird
0: we know we know they're connected and we know things are weird and somehow like there's a purpose for this and yeah yeah like for me i thought it was going in a different direction i think that's still like why the twist worked for me because i was like oh this is like uh, uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah here we sure. go again. here <laughs> no, we I, go good um yeah no,
1: but i totally understand like uh i i think that yeah i wonder i wonder how influenced i was by having already heard most of the reveals like True. i would say yeah. that no no one never ruined the reason behind it all for me okay and, and that was nice to see so i got to be like oh okay then that's why but It wasn't. It didn't hit me hard or anything. I was just like, okay, that's a justification. Like that's an explanation.
0: Yeah, and and it's good to know that you still thought it was like a fun movie. Like despite you know the the reveals like not being like you know super twisty or anything. Like I remember like getting to the end and being like, what? Like that was (laughs) like it's just such a a a big turn for what I think I was seeing. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like a big surprise, but it was still like, I think. Yeah, I guess unexpected in the sense of like I, yeah, I guess I guess I just didn't realize how how uh big the world was going to get.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think that makes sense too. Yeah. Um I really enjoyed the moment where it felt like it switched from controlled focus to like chaos. Mhm. I thought that was really fun and exciting and just like all the chaos was great. I was fully sold and honestly in that moment, I was actually happier that I was at home so I could pause it and be like, oh, here are all the details I get to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially in that, like, yeah, that basically last third of the movie.
1: Yeah, I kept being like, oh, cool, I'm enjoying all of this. And, like, it's. I think that that's where I started to feel more hooked instead of just having fun, Mm -hmm. which is probably true for a lot of people, I imagine.
0: I think so. I think that's when I was really, like, Cause it, it does, especially when you, like you, you went in kind of knowing like sort of yeah, th- what it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think when I went in, I thought it was going to be like a tropey horror movie. And then, mm. but like you said, the framing is weird and it kind of intrigued me because I was like, okay, well what, what's going on here? And then yeah, it's
1: immediately like not tropey in that way. And so it's like, I, and I sort of understand why they did that too, for a lot of reasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It feels like if they didn't, frame it that way then you might like I don't know lose interest because it was sort of very much like in line with like every single cabin in the woods type movie you'd seen
1: yeah that's that's like the risk that one takes um I have a friend who was writing something that was like supposed to have that degree of subtlety in it like really play it close to the close to the chest or whatever
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I kept being like, "Oh, but if you do it this way, there's a chance people won't understand, or they'll be bored, or they'll turn it off, because that's subtlety, and subtlety can lose people. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And that's a I don't know the answer to that question.
0: Yeah, I think it just well, depends on your like who you want your audience to be.
1: Yeah, I or I, I would imagine that word of mouth can carry you through.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, the first
1: three episodes of BoJack or whatever. The thing where they're like, you can just keep watching; it gets better. It becomes a thing that you're it's like amazing. Yeah, um,
0: that's a great example because so, I definitely yeah. I
1: imagine these days, that's I think you can make that kind of subtlety. I hope so.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess it like t- yeah. I, I guess if they're doing like a specific kind of like tropey, like parody or something like that, like the subtlety, like it's like works really well. Probably for someone who's like a big fan of whatever it is they're trying to like. Uh, to to i guess subvert the tropes of but yeah otherwise it's like yeah i think like word of mouth definitely like i feel like most sitcoms that i was not really on board for with the pilot i've mm. continued to watch because somebody was like you just have to get through that part it it <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah
1: yeah and it sort of makes me think of um the the what is it called the end of the world or whatever the the um the one from Shaun of the Dead guy. Yes.
0: Uh, yes. Where
1: There's like a big crazy twist and it so, sort of becomes a different movie at that point. And you're like, Oh, well I was enjoying all of this movie, but I'm happy about this too.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it at, yeah. there was two end of the world. It was, it was at world's end. Was that the end
1: of the, probably I, yeah, I get those names confused all the time. Every end of the world movie to me is just called the end of the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, the
1: world has ended.
0: Oh Yeah the world's Uh, end
1: that sounds right yeah you're right
0: yeah yeah i was and i was thinking of pirates of the caribbean too i was like at world's end is the pirates of the caribbean oh no
1: oh no oh god yeah it doesn't surprise me but then
0: the other world end of the world movie that came out at the same time was like or near around the same time it was like with uh jonah hill and like all the yeah all those
1: those people just a bunch of celebrities playing themselves and being crazy and brian husky's head getting chopped off i remember liking that one
0: yeah I, that one was funny part- yeah, yeah i remember michael movie. sarah being the only one who played like a different version he played like an asshole
1: yeah that was fun that was a good time yeah i think it, i like liked it a lot until probably like parts of the end i think where i was just like all this dick stuff is kind of boring to me
0: yeah it was it was a little heavy hat hand- like they definitely like yeah. it was funny like i think like the first couple times and then they really just like leaned into it and it's like all right yeah
1: no surprise yeah. no surprise
0: no not at all i was like yeah that makes sense for like th- this crew
1: <laughs> yeah it's truly 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 uh, um but yeah overall this one i feel like definitely worth watching gotta agree with you 100 percent, especially for horror fans
0: yeah awesome yeah glad you watched it me too
1: i'm um, glad to have seen it
0: and hopefully you want to watch this movie that i'm about to talk about Oh, I hope so too. Uh, so today, I'm going to try to convince you to watch the 1990 coming-of-age dramedy *Mermaids* and cozy. You need to see this movie. Oh,
1: okay. I I have never seen *Mermaids*. I have heard the name *Mermaids* a couple times, and I think it always makes me think of *Hocus Pocus*, which I have also never seen.
0: Oh, you've never seen *Hocus Pocus*? Oh my gosh! I'm going to add that I know, to my that's, l-
1: list. It's a big one. Yeah, that's that feels like a that feels like, um. I don't. I don't want to stereotype, but that feels like whenever I say I never saw Die Hard do a guy, that's how women react for Hocus Pocus.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, that's probably true. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Might be there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, ho- I feel like yeah. I'm trying to think of another thing that's like Hocus Pocus that a, a woman would be like, "What? You've never seen this?" I feel like <laughs> the yeah, The Notebook was one for like I. Women right? in my life had told me like I was crazy for never seeing. Yeah, I feel notebook. like
1: Notebook and Titanic were like the stereotypes for a while in the older days. Yeah. But like our crowds now, our friends, I feel like our friend group is more of a hocus pocus freak out.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and like Halloween obsession I feel like is a lot of people that are in my circle too
1: yes all same I love it I am I am a fan of people who are Halloween obsessed good folks the yes
0: right folks. Uh, I'm already excited so excited for Halloween and this movie has some fun same. like costume stuff too so well
1: that's cool got me excited
0: for Halloween and yeah that's
1: good all right uh, 1990 coming of age movie okay cool already a good start
0: yes, I know you like coming of age so
1: really do is it is it um is it like a, a young woman coming of age or a young guy coming of age young woman that's good I feel like I have seen so many guy coming of age movies and those are the ones I'm a sucker for but I feel like I missed out on a lot of women coming of ages movies and I feel like I have to like rectify that like, yeah I up.
0: this one's great it's really I love it I think I mean I, I feel like it definitely it's one of those ones where like It's uh, probably not like everyone's it's like, I guess, objectively, like people might be like, oh, it's a flawed movie, but I I love it. And I think it's great. Um, Yeah, Um. I was, uh, you know, any like, critic, of course, that it's, you know, (laughs) it's it's not one of the most prestigious films in the world. But I it's definitely like one that I'll watch and like, enjoy every single time. And it's just fun. It's like a fun, lighthearted movie. Well, I
1: like a defense of something that often uh, gets uh, like stepped on or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, we did just do the, we did just do Dune. So.
0: <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. This one definitely, I think is more like, it's, it's almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's easier to defend movies that like, get like really bad, have really bad raps and like, like Dune where it's like, oh, that's an awful movie. Like there's so, it's easier to have like a cult kind of following for that. It's yeah. either really good or really bad. And mermaids, I think <laughs> kind of falls in that, like, kind of like people are like, it's okay. And, interesting and it seems like it's harder to like kind of um, to defend that for some reason but
1: fascinating okay well I'm excited then.
0: <laughs> yeah um, okay so synopsis uh, after yet another failed relationship Rachel Flax moves her family up to Massachusetts to start all over again uh, this being the family's 18th move across the country Re- reluctantly dragged along with her is her daughter Charlotte who is going through a very confusing time of her life and wants to become a nun despite the fact that she is Jewish. <laughs> As she she attempts to navigate her new hometown and move closer to God, she meets mild-mannered church employee named Joe and struggles uh, to subdue her unholy thoughts about him. Meanwhile, her younger sister, Kate, distracts herself from their unstable lifestyle by attempting to break the world record for holding her breath underwater, and their mother, Mrs. Flax, is courted by a small shoe store owner, Lou, whose honesty and stability is at odds with with the mother's commitment issues and tendency to run when things get hard. Charlotte, who wishes to be nothing like her mother, figures out she might be more like her than she wants to admit, but leading a pious life isn't as easy as she thought it would be, either.
1: <laughs> interesting. Okay, so nothing about mermaids. This is very interesting.
0: Yes, yeah. The mermaids title, I mean, like, there's a couple I things guess, where I'm like, I, get... I guess...
1: Just holding breath underwater is the only thing in there where I was like, mermaids, okay.
0: Yes, yeah. Um. So, the yeah, holding breath underwater, that's Christina Ritchie's character. She plays, like, uh, the little sister. She's, like, a cute i think this is her debut film actually whoa
1: okay so that's very exciting to hear that is already uh very much a huge mark in its favor i'll see anything with christina ricci in it all the time
0: yes and she's freaking adorable in this movie Aww. it's one of my reasons actually but i'll get into oh that later God.
1: i'm so excited yeah now the only thing you can do is unconvince me because i'm already <laughs> convinced with christina ricci in oh,
0: <laughs> yay all right podcast over um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie is directed by Richard Benjamin, um, who I didn't see anything familiar that that he had done. But um, when I go he to, he's a
1: two name guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two first name guy.
1: I don't trust it. <laughs>
0: don't trust it. Oh, he directed Westworld. The, I guess the movie version, uh, which I did oh, not okay. watch. Uh, not, lots, lots of like films from the seventies. It looks like uh, Sunshine oh, Boys. Didn't... Of those, yeah, and then he did, yeah. I mean, there's more recent stuff too. Um, Mm. he's done a lot of like a little bit of everything, it seems like acting, producing, made in America. Um,
1: I've heard of good things,
0: yeah see there's there's some other ones uh wait no i'm thinking
1: of coming to america i don't know if i know what made it
0: (laughs) uh yeah there's most of these movies that i i see on on his list i'm not familiar with so
1: interesting
0: yeah i think i'm i'm like and even like watching this movie it's like this it's like i can't pick out like a, a specific like directing style where i'm like oh this seems familiar like um but this movie was uh, based mm. on a book by Patty Dan, and uh, the screenplay was written by June Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie stars Cher as Mrs. Flax.
1: Okay, Cher. I've I haven't seen any acting from Cher, but I know that there is some of that out there.
0: Yes, yeah, she's in Moonstruck, uh, The Mask. Seen it. Uh, yeah, she's been in. She's she's had a little acting acting stint for sure. Um Winona Ryder is in this as the as like our main uh I guess our protagonist. She's like the the teenage daughter.
1: Oh, okay. That that gives me a good picture. That's good info.
0: Yes. Yeah, it, I always like her. Yeah, she's great. And I feel like it's funny cuz like the movies I've seen her in it's like especially like from the 90s I'm like she always does like it, this movies like inner monologue movie. Um and I feel hmm. like the movie I've like Heather's I've seen and I've seen uh girl interrupted yes. and both, oh,
1: good movies.
0: Yeah. Both of them have like dear diary or like inner monologues happening. <laughs> and this yeah. That, I
1: mean, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like just, yeah. A lot of, um, I feel like coming
1: of age, movies. coming of
0: age. movies, yeah.
1: Absolutely. No question. Uh, I can remember so many that do that.
0: Yeah. But it's such an effective way to like, it's like, I know it's like if people are like, uh, in, in writing classes or whatever, like don't do right. that. It's like, so it's like the easy, like expositional way to like get information out, but it's like, sometimes if it's done well, it's really effective. And yeah.
1: It's all, a lot of it's the acting style. It seems
0: like. Yeah.
1: Do you, did you see the, the last season of scrubs?
0: Uh, I did, but I, I mean, it's been so long, but yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, I remember really being not a fan of it because the acting of the inner monologue was bad. Like, yeah. I didn't believe any of the acting style from it. And I was like, well, this is a bad inner monologue. I don't like the main character now, and I need to to like this show. So.
0: Right. And that show is so much, like, dependent on, like, that monologue.
1: Oh, truly. Yeah, and in contrast to that, I really remember loving Robert Downey Jr.'s monologue skills for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. His mm-hmm. his narration was so charming because he's him that right. I was like, oh, they can like get meta with it. They can have fun with it. And I was like, that's all I want out of inner monologues now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really like yeah, good point. It's it is just about how it's performed because it's a lot of it's a lot of information and dialogue to get out and if it's like hmm. if you're doing it in a in a way that keeps the audience engaged and if it's written well like then I don't see any problem with using yeah, an inner monologue to get information out.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't feel like a crutch but it feels fun and engaging.
0: Absolutely. Especially like, yeah, so this movie, yeah, I guess it's, I'm getting into my reasons too early, but um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll get into that later. Uh, let's see who else we have in this movie. Ooh, uh, yeah. Bob Hoskins. Uh, oh. Is Lou. oh, I like him. Yeah, he's great. And he's like, a he's a good guy in this movie. And it's like, yeah, you, you root for, for him and, and the relationship kind of thing that develops in this. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, so he plays Lou, the, the guy who he owns like the shoe store in the town that they moved to. Um and then Michael Shaffling, hmm. I don't know. I'm he's in six he was in Sixteen Candles, I think. Uh, but he plays oh. he plays Joe, the guy who works at the uh the the church that is like down the road from the house that they moved to.
1: Oh fun. Yeah, I, I never I don't I think I maybe saw Sixteen Candles once, if even, like when I was real young. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one I didn't, like, see a million times like a lot of folks did.
0: Yeah, that one I think I saw, like, a few times because because of my mom. Like, pretty much, mm. yeah, that Breakfast Club, a bunch of those yeah. kinds of movies.
1: Yeah, Breakfast Club I've seen, like, also once, maybe twice, but most likely once. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was seeing a lot of the 80s movies that people were not seeing and talking about and enjoying. And instead were just on Comedy Central on the loop and were not great <laughs>
0: yeah tv movies like the movies that play on like cycle and on tv are the ones that i feel like i grew up with too
1: (laughs) truly truly absolutely
0: tv kids
1: yes the best the best one day we will see the parts that were cut out
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i guess uh cozy how did you miss mermaids
1: 1990 that's a good that's honestly probably a good question like I feel like when I was younger, I was watching lots of Christina Ricci stuff. But if this was her first one, it's before I knew that she was Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. So I probably missed it um, in part because of that, I would say. But I also don't remember hearing about this movie at all. And is this post? Is this pre-Beetlejuice or post?
0: Uh, I think it's post. That's a good question. 19- Beetlejuice, I feel like, came out in the 80s.
1: Do you or think like I
0: um, That's let's see. very
1: possible. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, like I think Beetlejuice was the first time for me for Winona Ryder and being like, yeah, wow, or um, or possibly Scissorhands, one of those two, where I was like, this person's cool, sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, Beetlejuice came out in '88, so this was post Beetlejuice.
1: Okay, so I must not have been in a place where I was going and seeing movies just because of the people in them, which I feel like i was for a pretty long time
0: yeah i think Interesting. for me i i want to say like because i yeah i was like obsessed with sort of like i guess the goth girl in every single like um. yeah, kind of gothy movie back when I was same. younger. Oh,
1: yeah, same. So
0: <laughs> for this movie to... I, so, yeah, I think, like, going down the rabbit hole of, like, I loved Beetlejuice. I loved Edward Scissorhands and, like, Winona Ryder in like, those Tim Burton... I love Tim Burton movies. Yeah, same. And then uh, Adam's Family, like, loved Wednesday Adams. Oh,
1: my God. The best. The oh best. Amazing. So when I amazing. found out
0: that this movie had both Winona Ryder and christina ricci i was like okay well i have to watch this
1: (laughs) yeah that's powerful that is a powerful combo and uh now i just want to see them in something now
0: (laughs) yeah oh my god i'd love to see them in something like yeah like their full powers (laughs) oh my gosh yeah oh Uh, that would be a delight and Cher's great, too. Like, I, I feel like the casting was really good for this movie because it's like they're all like a family. You know, Cher's mom. And then it's like Winona Ryder's older sister and Christina yeah. Ricci's younger sister. And I was like, I believe this. Like, I could yeah. see them as a family.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And that also that's so funny because that does remind me of architectures of other coming of age movies where it's like we're going to focus on this character. They also definitely have a little sister or a little brother who's kind of in there somewhere and they're yeah. going through their own weird shit but it's not really going to get a lot of screen time.
0: Right. Yeah, there's definitely like uh, yeah, this whole this movie's a lot of that where it's like everyone's kind of has their own thing that they're working through but like <laughs> we're following uh Charlotte and her, mon- her, like, sort of monologue and, like, conflicting thoughts with what she's trying to, like, actually do. And it's, uh, right. so she's leading us through this. But, like, yeah, I feel like Christina, Christina Ricci's-, Ricci's moments in this are, like, so, they're just, they like, she, she shines in this. And, like, even oh, as her, like, late. debut film, I'm, like, she's so cute and, like, talented. Oh, and oh my
1: God. The yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, I guess, Kosi, what are your first impressions of this movie?
1: Um, it sounds good already like I like the I like the synopsis a lot. It sounds like a movie that I would enjoy already I, I can sort of see what's pushing on things in terms of dramatic tension and stuff um and like the fun of the things that sound fun definitely sound very fun um, yeah I mean my first impression is that it
0: sounds great yay mm-hmm. um, cool well I'll give you in, I'll get into my reasons now uh, my first reason is. I, I just, like, yeah, the family in this, it's just, I love that it, it's, like, all women. Um, it's, like, a colorful, like, lovable, like, dysfunctional little family that is sure. kind of, you know, the love is there between all of them. But, you know, the tension also because, like, Cher plays, like, you know, not a per- she's not a perfect mother and she's constantly, like, moving the family because of, like, her own her own issues that she's working through. Yeah. Mm. Um, But like the just like the little details that they have and like the relationship they have with each other, like they have these little moments in scene where it's like, yeah, they're not they're not like a a sitcom perfect family, but they are like that's like that's who they that's who they know the best because like they're constantly moving and having to like re familiarize themselves with like the new town and like and get new friends. and, And so like they're kind of like the strongest when they're together in a scene. Um, oh fun yeah and they're just like a cute like family so i don't know i just and i love that they're like yeah it's like a lovable dysfunctional family so that's my first reason
1: that's a good time absolutely
0: yeah and like yeah i'm like i grew up in a not i mean most people's families aren't perfect so i think it's Mm -hmm. pretty relatable to watch and uh yeah all, all about like a single mom trying to like you know, get her just like get her kids through, uh, through childhood and, (laughs) and make it work. Um,
1: Oh, sure. Like sort of a little bit of the new ghostbusters.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely bits and pieces in there.
0: Definitely. Um, my second reason is Charlotte's inner monologue. Um, it's just like, probably like the biggest source of like comedy for me in this film. It's just like, Mm -hmm. they do a really good job of like pairing it with like what you're seeing in, like you'll see something happen and then she has like sort of her like guilt ridden like thought that you're hearing um because she's trying to be a nun and so like she's starting to like fall for this guy she meets and she's having like uh she's having a hard time like suppressing these feelings that are just like natural teenager hormones (laughs) um so she says things
1: oh sorry i'm sorry for interrupting uh keep going
0: no 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 go ahead
1: um, I'm realizing that I bet for a pretty long time, I thought this movie was actually about mermaids
0: that, yeah, I think like
1: I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't bother seeing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I was getting frustrated because I was trying to look up quotes, uh, <laughs> for this movie. Cause I was trying to remember like stuff about, I was like, what, what's like a really good, like quote from like, their, uh, Charlotte's inner monologue. And I Googled, mm. I had to like be specific and be like 1990 mermaids, not the little mermaid. <laughs> Oh, Oh. God, of course. (laughs) And it's like, oh, the Little Mermaid came out in the 90s suit. No, no, the one that's not animated. (laughs) Oh,
1: no.
0: Yeah, the title is a little confusing. Like, it makes more sense when you watch it because there's, like, a couple things. But I'm still kind of like, like, what's the bigger thing here, though, with mermaids? I still don't know.
1: It's not about a family of mermaids, though. And that's the major difference. (laughs) I assumed it was about three women who were mermaids. And as a young boy, I was like, no way.
0: No way. Three girls already a thumbs down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, what? No, I'm not going to sit through. Oh, wow. (laughs) Maybe
0: if they were mermen.
1: They're fighting each other with (laughs) mer-swords.
0: Yeah. Yeah, where's all the battles? Um...
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) Enough with I'm the inner sure. monologues, more with the outer
1: outer uh, fightalogs.
0: Yeah, fightalogs.
1: Uh, Mollalogs? Would that be it? You're mauling somebody. Yeah,
0: that works. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a little tough. It's
0: a little <laughs> tough. Yeah.
1: Um, oh God. Yeah, I'm sure I wasn't in the spot for it, but like, I think things like this appeal to me a lot more now than they would have back then. I feel like I was looking more for like weird or funny, but nothing but emotional. I'm better with now than I was then. I bet.
0: Yeah, I feel like even as like, as a kid, I was probably like, more similar to that, too, as as like, I don't know, I was kind of like, I think trying too hard to be like, I'm a different kind of girl. Like, <laughs> I'm a tomboy. So I'm like, I don't want to watch girly stuff. Like, so I was definitely turned off by like, Disney movies and like, anything that was oh, like, sure. too, like, I watched them, but I'm always I always had like, my arms crossed, like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch like, yeah, I want to watch boy movies. <laughs> I want to watch action movies. Lethal
1: Weapon.
0: Yeah, oh, die hard. Yeah. yeah, I want to watch Die Hard with my dad.
1: And <laughs> we could cheer him on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching Share. I'm not watching Grease with my mom. Uh, actually, Grease isn't really a kid's movie, but... Uh, no,
1: but, but still, think. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, I forgot where I was. So, I guess my second reason, right?
1: Yeah, that sounds familiar.
0: Um, yeah, so, Charlotte's inner monologue. Uh, she just says really funny things that, like, make me laugh every time. Like, oh, nice. Uh, she's following this, you know, this guy who is, it, he works at the church and he, like, also happens to be, like, the bus driver, like, in the town. So, she has this moment of, like, oh, my God, like, you know, he's, he's driving up and, like, this is a sign from God. So, a lot of these moments <laughs> where she feels, like... She's trying to like fight her lust, but at the same time, like she feels like it's a sign from God that this guy is like sort of like presenting himself to her in, in such a perfect way, and that she's like down the street from a from from the church. She's like, this is just like the way it's meant to be. Um, and just some quotes from her inner monologue, like she says, "Please God, don't let me fall in love and want to do disgusting things. Um, I may be pregnant with the next Jewish Italian Messiah." uh i'm going to hell for sure here he is talking about his poor dead mother and i can't help wishing his hands were unbuttoning my dress so
1: yeah that makes me think of like saved a little bit and like pieces of ladybird and stuff like that
0: yes yeah definitely uh, i haven't seen saved but oh my
1: god we have to do saved at some point i love it
0: so much oh my gosh yes i'm I'm down for that um So I'm trying to think of another really funny one that like is it's like once you see it, it's it's hilarious. But she like it's those moments where like the inner monologue, like sometimes it takes so long that you like kind of wonder almost like in Dune where you're like, if you cut this monologue out, it would just be like two people just staring at each other.
1: <laughs> we know when what was I wonder what the year was when we learned that that was weird. I feel like I Scrubs know. was calling it out a lot just to come back to that. But uh yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Scrubs did call that
1: out, huh? Oh, thank goodness for that. I feel like we were all realizing that at the same time Uh, during Scrubs.
0: (laughs) Scrubs is such a good show. I need to rewatch it. That's like.
1: I remember it being a lot of fun, but also there are probably some things about it that probably feel a little more like gay panic and don't hold up very well. Probably some weird race stuff.
0: Yeah. That's what I've
1: heard, at least. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. I feel like I was you know, more blind to those things back then. I'm sure I'd watch it now and be like, oh yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not great. I was rewatching the the like, first five seasons of SNL recently, and I was like, oh, oh wow. my god, there's so much stuff in here that oh, just no. like, oh, I'm does sure. not, like makes me like kind of like look around my apartment and be like, oh my god, I don't want anyone to know that I'm watching this.
1: Just <laughs> problematic
0: yeah, I mean, stuff. <laughs>
1: I was just watching a like clips of strangers with candy and i was like wow they're saying the r word in this a lot oh no
0: <laughs> yeah the r word uh i think i read i don't i don't know if this is it but i, I assumed this was the word that like i think beyonce and lizzo both had uh had
1: oh, a- oh no theirs was like the british the like the british thing they had like a british word that was um that i haven't heard people mention as a as an american thing at all
0: oh okay so i don't even know because i didn't even read the i was like oh that's i bet it's i thought it was the r word and i guess it's not that that's interesting no
1: but it's like it's I maybe it's the british version of that
0: hmm.
1: like or as close as as one can get to that in in sort of british lingo yeah. but it's it's a word where it's like you've heard it in english before and you haven't thought it's a problem and then in britain suddenly it is a problem and now you're like oh no oh, now it's, it's just gone.
0: Yeah. So just like another word that like <laughs> that's like, oh I gotta make sure I don't accidentally say that without knowing oh what God. it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or just like, all right, I'm learning, this is good. Um but also it's not a word that comes up very often in English anyway, so Yeah. Huh. Not a big loss.
0: Yeah. Uh that's one thing I feel like when I was re- watching this movie too. I was like, I wonder because it's always like a thing when I'm like, yeah, I want to like I'll recommend that movie, and then like you find out when you watch it that there's something about it that's like slightly problematic. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, fully. Um, I remember uh, I was watching the pilot of uh, of Stella or one an episode. I think it, yeah, I was watching the pilot of Stella um with someone I was seeing during the pandemic and they very much were like using the r word a lot in it and I was like oh no oh I look oh I'm a monster this is very bad (laughs) when will this stop oh god
0: (laughs) yeah this one has only like one moment that I think like Hmm. it's not really like it's a it was just more like a thing like a Bob Haskins has like a line like where it's like, I'm not going to, he doesn't like, it's, it's not like a violence thing, but he kind of is just like, I've never wanted to hit a woman more than I do right now. And that's oh. the only line in the movie where I was like, Ugh, they could have oh. like not had that in there. Cause he's such a likable character that yeah. it just, it's oh, the no. only line from him. And like, obviously nothing happens and he doesn't do anything. And like, the whole no. point was for him to no. say that, to be like, I want to, but I'm not going to because I'm a stand up guy. But I was like, right. they didn't need that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. That sounds like a Richard Benjamin
0: choice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boo. Um, but also Bob Hoskins, who has, like... I feel like he plays some, like, evil dudes. So I feel like, on some level, that acting choice kind of would happen, maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah, and like I mean,
1: like... that line or something, because he's thinking of being a mob boss still or something like that.
0: Right. It did feel... It did have that kind of energy where it's, like, he... <laughs> And like you're kind of on his side for the scene because it's like what happens, is, you know, he's being really sweet to the daughters, and she gets like a little, I guess, I don't know, jealous or overprotective of them, and and she kind of like calls him out on it, and he says something like that, and you're like, you're still, it's just conflict, it's a little confusing because you're like, I still want to be on your side, but I don't like that line.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. I've definitely run into that a bunch of times. Oh no.
0: Yeah. That's, oh. that's the only line, though, in this entire movie where I was like, oh, like, no, nothing else that I remember, like, seeing that was like, oh, I should probably flag this. But it's so mm. hard to anything before, like, <laughs> I don't know, two th- even, even yeah, even 2010. I'm like, there's still stuff that comes out yeah, now. Yeah,
1: there's all this stuff so recently, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Um, Bob Hoskins immediately, in my mind, makes me think of uh, a movie that I really loved called Unleashed, mm-hmm. which... I can't recommend to people now because Morgan Freeman was in it. But mm. if he wasn't, oh, I would be doing that on this podcast so much. I remember really loving Unleashed. It's about um, like, well, let's see. The, the thing on IMDb says a man enslaved by the mob since childhood and raised into behaving like a human attack dog escapes his captors and attempts to start a new life. Whoa. From Lucas on. And Jet Li is the main guy in it, and I remember fucking loving that movie.
0: Unleashed, yeah, I've never seen that, but
1: yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, but if only Morgan Freeman hadn't looked up women's skirts, I would be able to recommend it. Ugh, so it goes. Morgan Freeman ruining Uh. it for the rest of us.
0: Uh, Ugh, I know. And then it's like, ugh. Yeah. Again, yeah. I know we talked about this a lot. It's always like it's annoying <laughs> when somebody who like it's like obviously because they have the power, so they get away with doing this stuff for so long. But then it's like <sighs> no one calls them out on it early enough before they get into all these movies we like.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh God, it's so so true.
0: Like you're in so many movies, Morgan Freeman. Like why couldn't somebody just say something?
1: Yeah. Well, we hope that that's the change that we're at least one of the changes that's happening uh, as a result of like modern understanding of this stuff. Is that we catch it early.
0: Right, so we don't fall in love with movies that we find out later, like, yeah. give us, like, weird feelings because we're like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really hope that's the case. I hope this is working to scare people away from making bad choice. I mean, there are certain things that, that can't be understood until later, uh, mm-hmm. unless empathy is involved. But looking, at, looking up people's skirts is not one of them, so... Mm.
0: Yeah. Creepy.
1: So creepy. Ugh, gosh. Anyway, yes. Where were we? Um, <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: yes. The inner monologue. Um, and this kind of leads into my next reason, but there, the I was talking about uh, moments in inner monologue movies where like, they remove the monologues and it's just two characters staring at each other.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, totally.
0: This one kind of calls it out in like, a moment. It's just like, hmm. it's really funny and, and sweet, but basically like, they're in the shoe store um, getting shoes and uh, there's a couple nuns in there, and, like, Charlotte is, like, kind of fangirling inside, like, oh, my God, <laughs> the holy vessels, like, of God are here in front of me. Um, and she kind of, like, stands up, like, awkwardly out of her seat. The nuns are, like, on their way out after getting, like, their shoes fitted, and they're leaving, mm-hmm. and she, like, does this weird thing where she stands up, and she, like stares at the nun for a while and the nun is like saying goodbye to them. She stands up and in her head, she says, I wanted to ask her what color her bra was and if she had pure thoughts every second of the day. But, <laughs> and then it's just like them kind of like lingering in a stare. And then the nun's just like, okay, well, well, bye. <laughs> and it's just oh, like a, fun. it's just like a funny, like perfect moment of like kind of calling out like the the whole inner monologue, like weirdness of it where she's so in her head and like guilt ridden all the time that <laughs> she just can't even like cope with with real life moments and like it, and, and it's just like a fun like fangirl moment for like a teenager and i don't know yeah it's That's a unique unique character to like be like oh i'm a teenager who wants to be a nun like obsessed with the catholic church and even though i grew up ch- jewish
1: yeah is does she are they living in a place where there're like a lot of nuns did they move from a place where there weren't as many or there were a ton i'm curious about the nuns now
0: Yeah. um, Well, my third reason is, like, the theme of Catholic guilt and guilt in general in this movie. Um, There isn't, like, so basically, like, there's, like, a scene, I feel like it's either, it's one of the first scenes, but it's, like, Charlotte and Kate, the little sister, like, watching... some sort of like it's like a tv special with like this nun kind of playing guitar and singing the song and charlotte's like got all the words <laughs> memorized and she's like singing along to this song <laughs> um so that's kind of like how you get in her head of like why she's like or I at least like that's how you kind of learn that she's obsessed with with catholicism yeah um, i don't know that like it's ever basically the mom right off the bat is like she's she's watching this she's like has her little rosary set up and she's praying and the mom comes in and she's like, you're Jewish. And that happens all within like the first like three minutes of the movie.
1: That good um, rebellion. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's like, it's less of like, it's, it's her kind of like directly rebelling against her mother. Cause her mom's mm-hmm. kind of like sort of, you know, she moves because like, she kind of has like a com- commitment issues and like, uh, basically like, you know, gets involved with somebody she shouldn't be getting involved with, like a married man or something. And that's the reason they're moving so often. So I think it's her daughter's like direct way of like, of like, I'm going to be nothing like my mother. Like, <laughs> and the, what's the complete polar opposite of what my mom is? Like like the sort of like single mom. and Oh, and that's another thing I should have mentioned is this, this movie is set in like the early sixties. Oh. So it feels like an even like the reason I think that she, mom feels so pressure to move all the time is like especially then you know divorce is even like kind of a new thing being an unmarried woman isn't exactly like uh it's starting to be like more accepted but i feel like you know early 60s it's not quite like it's still a little scandalous especially for small towns
1: yeah sure i mean i just kind of love that share is in a movie in the early 60s or set in the early 60s but filmed in the 90s that's very fun
0: yeah yeah um but that's the thing with the Catholicism. I'm pretty sure it's just like her being like, I'm going to do something complete. Like I want to be a good person because my, maybe my mom is so flighty and like, I don't want to be like her. So I'm going to do, I'm just committing myself to God. <laughs> and <laughs> then yeah, the, the obsession with like, with, I mean, yeah, you could still commit yourself to God and Judaism, but like, I guess I don't know what it is about being a nun. I guess yeah. it's like,
1: different sort of look
0: yeah i think maybe her way of running away because she like wants to join a convent so
1: mm. um, yeah i feel like i feel like if you're if you're super super religious and jewish it's more questioning everything
0: right <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, nice
0: Yeah. uh, And I think in this case, like, yeah, maybe she just wanted to feel guilty for everything, because that's what sucks about Catholicism.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, you get that with Judaism, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, Good to know. Yeah. It's just religion.
1: Lots of guilt. Just a different flavor. (laughs)
0: Yeah, different flavor. Yeah, I grew up Catholic, so I get the the Catholic guilt flavor and you get uh, the other...
1: It's true. I get that Jewish guilt. I I avoided, I somehow avoided Jewish guilt. I don't know how I pulled that off. I think it's because my parents didn't really care about Judaism very much and neither did I. And Mm. so I think that the stuff that I was supposed to feel guilty about should have come from like my parents, but they weren't interested in making me feel guilty because they were already artists and they were like, you're good. You're fine
0: yeah I guess it's also it might I, I, I wonder too. I feel like I've heard this from a lot of friends who are, are like uh, grew up like Jewish. It's like you know, if it's like cult, kind of more culturally thing, like a lot of people who are like less strict religiously about it, yeah um, yeah i
1: think I think that makes sense it's it's yeah it's a it's a strange thing i'm I'm trying to I'm thinking about the things that um traditionally uh jewish uh Jewish people end up feeling guilty about. Like, Jewish kids feel guilty as a result of their parents. Um, And none of those are things my parents would care about. They weren't like, you have to become a doctor. You need to get me a grandchild. Like, they are just like, hey, we're artists. You know, you're cool. Um, Only child. Do what you want to do. Have fun. (laughs) Uh, You know, hippie parents. They were more in the hippie place, I think.
0: Yeah. That's kind of like, I feel like, yeah, my parents are like that, too. My mom... Is definitely someone who said she was like uh, Catholic, but like went to church maybe like once a year. <laughs> you uh,
1: know? Yeah, there you go. Absolutely, and that's, like,
0: kind of the uh, equivalent. But like, but, yeah, very like free spirited and like and pretty op Like, doesn't really, didn't really like care one way or another if I went to church. My grandma was the one who was like a stickler about that stuff. But
1: yeah, uh, now I think my parents were very much like we're proud of you all the time, no matter what, and we love you. And I'm like, cool. Then I don't have to worry about feeling guilty. And I was also, like, a very good kid where I would, like, do nothing bad because I was in the house watching television all the fucking time.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. And honestly, I bet, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you had a really supportive family. So that maybe also might be, like, why certain kids turn out, like, if you're a good kid and you love being around your family, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, kid- I I feel like there was nothing that I did that was, like, pushing anything. I mean, I guess when I was a really young kid, I did. And because that didn't feel great, and I realized that it, like, didn't work very well, I was like, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember thinking to myself, the phrase, don't rock the boat, when I was pretty young. I would say probably elementary school. And ever since then, not having any need to rock the boat, because rocking the boat, what I think ended up in, like, a spanking once... And I remember after that being like, well, I don't want to do anything that rocks the boat or leads to this again. Like no one's happy with this. So I think after that, I was just like, well, I'm going to stop being like a troublemaker. Like, unfortunately that worked. So, uh, but also fortunately, I suppose.
0: Strange. I think, yeah, I I feel like I was pretty much a good kid for the, like uh, most of my childhood. I think I was way more like of a brat and rebellious when I was like, kind of like, Uh, preteen, uh, like probably like seven to 10 years old. I was a big brat. (laughs) Um, I remember I ran away from home once and, like, ran away being, like, I made a little bag of my, like, you know, two outfits. And then I, like, (laughs) walked to a gas station that was, like, not even a mile from me. And then I was, like, I'm going to live on the road, (laughs) like, as an (laughs) eight-year-old. And then my mom was, like, you know, pre-cell phone. So my mom, of course, was freaking out.
1: Of course.
0: Um, Oh, and it was such a dumb reason. I think I, like – I had a, I had pet turtles and I was riding a skateboard in the house and I broke the, Oh no, the turtle cage. Like I uh-huh. ran the skateboard into it and they're like, they're not like water turtles. So it was like a, a, you know, dry terrarium. So it oh, wasn't, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So like the turtles are fine and everything, but I cracked the thing and my mom and dad got mad at me and I just like, couldn't handle it I guess I was like you don't love me no one loves me in this house
1: I very much had that same reaction where I was just like I would take things very very personally and be very sensitive to stuff and be like oh everything is terrible and I hate my whole life and I would like go into my room and write fuck on like a piece of paper over and over again (laughs) and like hide that from them forever (laughs) oh my Um, god i truly remember that
0: (laughs) that's so great that's so funny i think it is it's yeah sensitive is like a good way to yeah i mean i'm still very sensitive but i've learned how to like deal with that better
1: yeah it's, it's it's that one thing where like skin gets thicker over time as a result of the things that we figure out and the like the mental processes that we switch and perspectives and stuff but it's all sort of still there in little bits and pieces too it's interesting
0: Yes, I love the idea of writing fuck over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, I had a big pad of paper that was probably the size of the top of my desk. And I remember in pencil writing fuck and then really scribbling it out hard so they couldn't see it. And it was like <laughs> five pieces of paper down to make sure that like they couldn't see it.
0: Yeah, your own Bart Simpson like punishment there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh God, just being in my room stewing and boiling before there were computers, before there were things in my room that I would be interested in. So it was just like me and books and being angry.
0: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, be- being like locking myself into my room and reading a lot, and then I shared a room with my sister, so that was always annoying because I'd always oh, have yeah, to like. I whenever like I was mad or something, I'd just be like, "Oh, I have no place for myself," and then oh, like. No. Uh, I remember writing like really emo poems that like don't even they weren't even poems. It was just like words that I thought were like really powerful at the time, and it was just like angry kid doesn't get yeah I don't know doesn't get <laughs> attention. The forgot uh, forgotten sister left in the corner.
1: <laughs> amazing. I feel like this is truly. I don't know if this fed into the movies we watched or if the movies fed into this, but we're there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly this is a perfect inner monologue stuff is um yeah so that was yeah the cat the guilt theme for me is like pretty relatable um in this movie and i think it's very funny because it's like self-inflicted guilt because yeah her mom is like you know pretty like loose and like easygoing and and doesn't really like isn't really strict with her kids, but Charlotte is like the most strict on herself because I think she is just trying to like, kind of, I think she's also like, that's another thing that is just popped in my head is like, I think maybe she's drawn to Catholicism because like, it's so like strict and orderly and like, she's trying to give her life the sort of structure.
1: Structure, Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. um,
1: That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's probably another reason. Um, My next reason is. The amazing cast and performances. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like I said earlier, it's like they're a very like convincing family unit. Um,
1: yeah, it seems like even their names sound perfect. I'll be honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just, yeah, just like the, the performances are like I feel like it was really well cast and I read somewhere that they were going to cast someone. I forgot what the actress's name was, but... Um, let me see real quick
1: definitely somebody definitely guess somebody betty white
0: <laughs> betty white betty white was gonna be Cher's daughter <laughs>
1: that's what i figured yeah she's gonna be the younger one right
0: <laughs> yes yeah she was gonna play uh the little swimmer christina ricci <laughs> uh emily lloyd apparently was supposed to take uh the role of that Ren- winona plays
1: oh i don't know that person i'm curious now
0: yeah she i don't really know her either i guess she was also it sounds like she's gotten like <laughs> uh a f- couple of big roles taken away from her but um
1: i oh, know she
0: yeah she was supposed to play share's daughter but share complained to the director i think that like she didn't look anything like her so it wasn't as convincing because because this emily lloyd uh is like fair skin and blonde hair and she's oh, yeah. like brunette brown eyes
1: not an easy sell
0: no not an easy sell um And, yeah, apparently this actress was, like, originally cast for this role, got, like, kind of sacked at the last minute, and she had turned down the role, Julia Roberts' role in Pretty Woman for this. Mm, wow. So she lost two big parts, and her career kind of, like, came to a halt after this, so she sued the production company.
1: Oh.
0: And got a bunch of money because, yeah, because they kicked her out of this role.
1: Damn, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, But... I feel like Cher probably like that was I think that was a good thing for Cher to bring up because I don't think it would have sold as well if it was cast differently.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, honestly.
0: Yeah. And I think Barbara Streisand was also possibly up for the role that Cher played. And yeah, I don't know. It's just different feelings. It's like you can imagine a whole different movie with like Barbara Streisand and this other Emily Lloyd person. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Everyone is really like. The performances themselves—it's like they're all really believable. Um, like Winona Ryder's great. Uh, Christina Ricci's like amazing. Like especially for this being her like debut. Ah,
1: oh, the best.
0: Yeah. I uh, just saw.
1: I just um. I saw her. I think a couple years ago or this year or something. In um. In I finally watched Now and Then. Hmm. Which. Another movie people will get angry at you if you haven't seen. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) it's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm seeing all the young Christina Ricci performances. This is good.
0: Yeah, this one. uh, Yeah, she's just she's just a little star. (laughs) It's true. And and Bob uh, Bob Hoskins is great. Uh, Really likable guy in this. Uh, Like good. Like he becomes like the sort of like father figure they never had. Um, Aww. And it's, like, yeah, it's it's a sweet little, like, family unit that is, like, I believe it, and I'm sold on the casting of this.
1: <laughs> I do remember hearing something about Christina Ricci being in a music video from Cher related to mermaids.
0: Yeah, uh, so this the song, the, the Shoop Shoop song? Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah that I didn't know when I heard this song before I watched this movie and I had no idea that it was like related to this movie at all. Hmm. Um, But then like it's in the movie and yeah, apparently like this, this song like really like hit like really high on a lot of the charts. Um, And it's like a, it's a cover of like an old song from the sixties.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. Oh yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I see. I see what that original song would be. But I never, I haven't heard this version before. But it's great. I even, yeah, I don't even know why, I don't even know who was talking about a story from that set. There was some sort of story from that set. Maybe I was watching a Christina Ricci interview. That's the only thing I can think of.
0: Hmm, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I don't even remember what the story was at this point. So, how <laughs> <so> it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great song, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if I've heard the original, honestly. I feel like I've only heard mm-hmm. the share version.
1: Oh, I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll put that. I might put that as the song for the this episode. Or like that is a great
1: soundtrack. idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like I guess it, maybe it's. A, I assume it's a duop song, right? Yeah. Yeah, I always like those. Those are <laughs> there's like a big area of music that I don't like between duop and punk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's everything like classic rock and blah blah blah. But I think something about duop got me.
0: Yeah. Do you like Shannon and the Clams?
1: Um, I have to listen to Shen and the Clams. It's been a while for me. I remember hearing the name and I think I looked them up once, but it's been a while.
0: I feel like they're kind of like a good combination of like sort of that old like, uh, yeah, do kind of like 60s pop sound and like punk.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah.
0: I like them okay. a lot. Yeah.
1: I'll have to check them out.
0: Uh, next Time reason. Yes. My next reason is a small S-M-O-L, small Christina Ricci, (laughs) Uh, just being the cutest. Like, she's so cute in this movie. Like, uh, there's a little scene where she has, like, it's like Halloween, and she's running around the house with, like, a a jack-o'-lantern on her head. (laughs) And she's kind of just, like, pretending to be, like, a little monster. Um, And she comes into the kitchen, and like the and you could tell like the pumpkin is like really heavy on her tiny head, and Aww. she's kind of like clumsy and like sort of falling with it. And she's coming in to, to like share in the kitchen, and she's like and then she like falls <laughs> force forward, and she says like, uh, Mrs. Flax, Mrs. Flax, <laughs> and like this kind of cute little like child monster voice with her Amazing. arms Amazing.
1: Oh, um, it makes me think of that movie she was in called Pumpkin, which I also have not seen.
0: Oh, you're going to have to Yeah, Christina Ricci-a-thon.
1: Yes. I mean, that's that's been a long time coming, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another cute moment. Like, yeah, she just kind of has these little, like, moments in the movie that, like, are just not really big, like, plot-wise or anything, but they're just, like, so... It just like, I don't know. It just makes the movie just so much more, like... Per, I don't know, just personable and like has a lot more color to it. Like all these characters are just so like unique and like her characters, I feel like the reason they call it mermaids, because like, I think the other two women in this, you know, uh, Winona Ryder's character and Cher's character are kind of like lost, like they're sort of like figuring out themselves and like trying to like figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christina Ritchie is like, her character is like set on a goal from the very beginning. Like she's obsessed with swimming. She's wearing like a swim cap, like through most of the movie, like in her bedroom. Like she's just sitting there with like with uh, Charlotte on the bed and she's like wearing a swim cap.
1: Uh, <laughs> cute.
0: So she's obsessed with like with swimming. Like, so that's the like the opening title, like sequence is like her swimming in a competition and it's just a bunch of titles and she's just swimming toward the camera and yeah, she's just like uh, every, every scene she's in, she's just so cute, like the scene where she's, she's like laying in the bathtub and like she has a, a stopwatch and she's trying to like break the world record for uh, like holding her breath underwater <laughs> and her mom's like, I hate it when she does this and she's just like submerged underwater and she comes up and she just is like, I don't know, just so adorable, especially for like a debut role, she like sells every single line
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Yeah, uh, super cute. Has a cute little scene too, where she like she's sitting uh, like side by side in the mirror next to um, Bob Hoskins' character, and he's shaving, and she's got shaving cream on her face, and she's like shaving alongside him, or like Aww, it. Oh, that's great! Yeah, so just like cute little moments like that, where just it's just like you don't get a lot from her in this movie, but like the moments you do get, it's like you you already like know basically her whole character because like they're just like the perfect little moments and she just does a great job in every single scene she's in mm, awesome. she's the star of this movie really
1: oh that's what i hope i always hope that
0: <laughs> yeah uh and yeah i guess my bonus reason is i just like the dialogue in this like the inner monologue and then just there's just like a lot of like witty kind of like lines from everybody in this and it's it's humorous it's fun it's got like little bits of drama um it's just i think it's well written hmm nice and,
1: that's, That's it. okay, nice. Hmm.
0: Oh yeah, and then one more favorite quote. Uh, Charlotte kind of has a breakdown uh, at some point, and she's like, you know, more conflicted with her pursuit of Catholicism and like and her uh, sexual awakening that is happening. Uh, she, so she's like driving a car, and she's like screaming out the window, and she's like, "Onward, Christian soldiers! I want to lead a violent and exciting life." <laughs>
1: wow yeah that's fun
0: i just feel like yeah i was like that's like a motto to live by like
1: <laughs> oh, truly. Truly, i want to lead
0: truly. a violent and exciting life
1: how have i not seen that on a shirt
0: <laughs> yeah exactly that's what he thought when i watched it again i was like wow that <laughs> is like yeah shirt material bumper sticker <laughs> material at least uh, oh, amazing so yeah are you convinced <laughs> yeah
1: look uh, just to make sure and like I know that it's, I know, I know, I already am aware of this, but none of them are mermaids. No one's secretly, a, Krista, like, Cher isn't secretly a mermaid.
0: <laughs> no one's a mermaid. Uh, <laughs> yes. Christina Ritchie plays, okay. like, a little swimmer. Uh, yeah. Cher wears a mermaid costume during a, a New Year's Eve party. Okay. But Great. other than that, the only connection I can think of with mermaids is, like, they're, like, fish out of water, I guess. Oh, that's kinda. fun.
1: Okay, then I'm in.
0: <laughs> okay, I feel like that let's a kind of a stretch. But I mean, it, it, it does work because it's like, yeah, they're kind of like moving to a new town. They're like always fish out of water. So like, I think they're like, they're a little family of mermaids because they're kind of like they're stronger together. I don't know.
1: I mean, all of that. I'm on board for it. It makes sense. You don't okay. have to sell me on that part. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's so funny. In my mind, this movie was so like these are a bunch of mermaids, so this is good news. Yeah, I'm yeah. very much on board to check this out. This sounds I- like I'm at the right age to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you would really like it. Um, mm. Yay! I, uh, I'm probably gonna yeah f- watch it again actually because it's nice. yeah it's one it's definitely one that I've seen like a lot and I. I always enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. It would hit the specific, like a specific type of spot for me that uh, that I don't like. See this type of movie often enough anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think you will really like. Yeah, appreciate Chris- Christina Ricci in this too. Mm. Super cute. Always,
1: always the best. Yeah. I still need to watch. Um, what's it called? The TV show she's on, Yellow Jackets and such.
0: Mm, I haven't seen Yellow Jackets either. Oh,
1: it sounds exactly right. It sounds so good and right. One day. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. Yeah, that's a hucka. Uh, there's just so much, so much content. It's an always, yeah, it's an ever present problem. So Yeah,
1: it's nice to have it in the background. We're like, oh, I know that at some point I'll get to this one. I'll be like, whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just subduing the anxiety of thinking you have to keep up with it all the time.
1: Yeah. Like- I. Oh, go for it.
0: Oh, that, that's just like pretty much it for me where I'm just like, I have to remind myself that there's no way ever in any, like even if I had no job that I would ever be able to like keep up with everything. So.
1: Yeah. There were, there, there have been multiple points in my life where I've had to accept the overwhelmingness of things and just be like, well, I'll probably just never get to it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like when I was um, like after my divorce at some point, Uh, I had a stack of, I would say, eight VHS tapes all full of recorded shows that I was like, I can't watch anything right now. I'm not interested. I'm just going to, like, focus on comedy and improv and blah, blah, blah. And I can't. I don't have the mental space to, like, watch these shows. And they just kept piling up and piling up. And at some point I was like, well, these have dust all over them and I haven't watched them. You know what? I am just not going to watch any of these shows ever. I'm giving up on television and I'm not going to watch anything. (laughs) yeah yeah and so i didn't uh and i didn't start watching stuff again for the most part until middle of the pandemic
0: yeah tv especially i feel like yeah i think uh i went on a on a hike with like ian zandy and like a few other people who are like on a like a hiking group thing Mm -hmm. um and i think i was talking to, to to ian about it but it was it's basically like yeah, it's just like the expectation of just like wanting to work in entertainment is sort of that's the only catch 22 about it is like we're constantly doing like we're doing shows, we're trying to write all the time, but yet we're still expected to like spend our free time like watching all the shows so we're like we know what's going on in the world. and
1: Yeah, that's so much. That's such that's a, a lot. That's such a lot. It's I don't I feel like I I've never wanted to watch a show to to for the sake of knowing what's going on in the world or what's being talked about Mm -hmm. that's always been to me like a detractor. So the idea of being like, well, I have to read variety every day and I have to be like aware of what's selling and all that stuff. And I'm like, ah, what if I just leaned even harder into art instead?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you on that. I feel like, I think it's like an expectation when you go to like pitch meetings and stuff like, like you have to be like, it's this meets this. And they gotta be like current shows kind of, but
1: yeah. Or even just talking about what everyone's watching and I'm just like, well, yeah. oh, if I tell them I'm watching shows from 15 years ago, I don't think I'm gonna get the reaction I was hoping for.
0: <laughs> right, and that's like how I feel. Where I'm like, I feel like I'm catching up with old shows because like I know that they're good, and I want to see why. And like, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's just the conversation expectation when you're in a room of like, like, can you talk about these shows? And like, but it's to me, it's like it should just boil down to like, is your writing good? And like, what do you want this show to be like? And what do you like? What are you? what are your like uh inspirations i guess rather than like do you know like what are do you even know what modern tv is right now like,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly oh well we'll see what we'll, we'll see how it goes but hopefully hopefully art will win out in some way or another
0: yeah it's getting there i think yeah yeah uh, so independent yeah support independent uh film and that just projects and web series and any and all your friends support all your friends. That's how we do always it.
1: a good choice. Absolutely, yes. yeah. I I'm always hoping that like by by uh, picking things that are weird and making weird choices that are strange or interesting, I'll I'll get some kind of attention through that. Maybe like uh, I'm you know I have a, a pilot about bees, and I'm like, well, I don't think anyone else has this. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Just be. Try to just be as unique as possible, and then like, that's the worst part though. Is like, yeah, I guess when you find out that something you thought was like great is it's oh, yeah. somehow, and you're like, ah.
1: Oh. oh god. But I don't yeah, think
0: bees. True. Yeah, I feel like bees is pretty uh, pretty unique.
1: I hope so. I when I when I sat down to write like a hundred ideas out for pilots, a lot of them were so weird, and I was like, great, I'm gonna see if I can turn this weird thing into an actual show. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, I. I guess that these are so weird that most people don't hear about shows like this, but I think that's what my brain was doing. I was like, I want to pick things that I've never seen before and write those. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be helpful. Oh no.
0: Is it an animated (laughs) pilot?
1: Oh yes. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Live
0: action. I would
1: love that. That is a common question. Honestly. (laughs) Is it
0: really? That's funny. Cause like, yeah, yeah. it felt, it felt jokey to me, but at the same time, like I would definitely love to see a, a, entire film like of just bees kind of doing their thing and like just being like voiced over by talented people.
1: Oh my God. That's some adult swim right there.
0: It is. Yes.
1: Gotta be, that would be pretty fun. I should, you know what? What if I, if I ever end up with like a really good draft of that, I should just like grab a bunch of stock footage of bees and just like voice over it as though those things are happening.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That'll
1: be my proof of concept. Just a bunch of bee (laughs) footage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: Be like, it's supposed to be live action. Check this out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering too. I was like, even for your show, like uh, dumb stuff. It's like uh, you could even do like the, uh, like I don't know if there was like an internet Twitch show version of it. Like, but that I guess seems more complicated because a bunch of voices like figuring out who's who on this.
1: Yeah, we'd have to I, like we'd have to like. Uh, well, I mean, it's always a little complicated, but that one would probably be a little bit more. I think it's just about everyone worrying at the beginning and not making the choice. And then you're like, yeah. oh, someone made a choice. Great. No one else make a choice. Okay. We got two voices. Think we're set for now.
0: <laughs> right. We know who's, I'm this bee over here. Yeah. That
1: yeah. That That's the real tough part is remembering wh- who they are, who you are before they just blend into all the other bees.
0: Yeah. I did a a show on Twitch that was like a, it was a messy kind of version of that, but it was like pets improv.
1: I would, uh, I did that too.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, so, it was hard. It might have
1: been the same one. I can't remember if we did that one together or not. I know um, they did a couple of them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I might. I think you were on the one I was on, actually. It's
1: very possible that one was a lot of fun, but also it, very, very messy.
0: It was a, so much fun, but yeah, I remember being just confused most of the time. Like, I don't know what's happening.
1: Oh, truly, um, truly same.
0: Yeah, because it's yeah. just, like, a bunch of pets on screen, and then it was, like, other people voicing your pet, but then.
1: Yeah, yeah. such perfect fun chaos.
0: It was, yeah, fun chaos. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, if anyone who's listening has seen this movie, uh, hit us up on the social media. Let us know what you think. Uh, follow us. Uh, tell us what we should watch. Uh, join the group Facebook group. I can't talk. um and yeah just uh just subscribe to the podcast too uh and yeah recommendations um my recommendation this week is an accountability buddy
1: oh nice
0: yeah just in general in life uh but like kind of what we were talking about before this podcast like for writing uh like the, the sketch idea generation. Um, I want an accountability buddy for like exercise. Cause I'm really bad at doing it on my own.
1: Same. So. Very relatable.
0: Yes. So that's my recommendation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I think that's a great idea. And I, I definitely find myself being more prone to not thinking to do that rather than thinking to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is a very good idea.
0: And how about for you?
1: I'm going to recommend something that I keep meaning to and, and being distracted by things instead of recommending. Um, and that is the new stars album on Capleton Hill, Mm. which I keep wanting to recommend. uh, And I'm finally doing it right now. Um, for those of you who, uh, do not know who stars the band is, that is understandable. A lot of people don't, but they've been around for a really long time. And, um, their latest record is really interesting and good. And it feels like at the beginning of their kind of musical career, they had a really cool sound and were making some cool choices and they got more cinematic and more varied. And then at some point it felt like they got a little bit older and just kind of leaned into sort of almost like a new, not like a new disco kind of feeling. Um, that I don't fully know how to explain. Uh, and then it, it's not that I disliked it. It just kind of lost the luster of how weird they were and how challenging they were. And they've had that for the last couple albums. And this one, I feel like they really, really got back their There's cool sound and they made Ooh. some really great like choices. Like their first song has so much edge to it <laughs> compared to anything they've done in a while. And it's just really nice.
0: Ooh, I love that. I love when the yeah, that's like after, uh, you know some albums that aren't like quite hitting for somebody it's like a one that's just like yeah they came back with the bang oh it's
1: so nice i really love it it's so great um yeah i my rule for myself is that i have to see the band stars whenever they're in town in la like no matter what mm. and i have held to that and i just got to see them um do stuff off their new record uh like maybe a couple months ago in the cemetery and it was just fucking awesome
0: Ooh, I feel like... Yeah, I think I've heard Stars before, but... Oh, nice. Yeah, I definitely have. I didn't know that they... When did their album come out?
1: I would say it came out like a couple months ago, something like that, pretty recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, on Capleton Hill. Good stuff. Um, folks folks may have heard stuff from them back in the days of Eternal Sunshine when they made a music video that was like mm. for that movie or when they're... One of the, I think one of their songs, uh, I think The Five Ghosts, although that's the record name. Maybe I'm wrong um uh dead hearts i think is the name of the song Hmm. that one's been used in a couple trailers so i'm sure people have either heard that or your ex lover is dead i think is the um the other one yeah i don't know there's too many songs they've been doing it for too long i think your
0: ex lover is dead is the one that i'm thinking of
1: nice oh it's so good they're so good Mm
0: -hmm. yeah uh so now it's time for plugs yes
1: Plug time. Uh, plug
0: time. Cozy got plugs? That's a good
1: question. Do I have plugs? Um, yeah, I definitely, I do. Um, I'm going to plug. I think I'll plug my 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 third week shows because it's getting to be close to that time. Crash um, This Party is happening on Monday, August 15th at 7 p.m. Clubhouse main stage. We're going to do a... Uh, a school open house themed show, which is not technically a party, but it's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> the school so
0: party. Kinda. Yeah,
1: we're gonna do a crash this crash this school open house party basically. <laughs> and
0: um, do and you ever repeat themes?
1: Uh, I only repeat themes that I really really love, and often they're ones that are like really specific or really special, or change to um, certain holidays.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Like every year we do two musical Valentine's shows <laughs> and uh, it's insane of us. So that's why I love it. And they're all musical improv and like musical comedy. And I then every that. Halloween we always do a silly costume party and we always do a creepy Halloween party. And I mm. love both of those for different reasons. Yes. I, I love putting together that creepy show because I put like a huge amount of work into finding very unsettling music. And like doing host bits that are meant to just be real enough that they're kind of creepy and there's nothing about them that's like big or silly or heightened. It's more just like there are no witches, but there's blood. Blood is real and terrifying. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always really excited to do that show.
0: Ew. Yeah, I like the idea of separating creepy and, and silly, too.
1: Oh, it's so important. It's so yeah. important. Yeah. yeah like all my all the music for the for the silly one is just goofy and like monster mashy and then the, <laughs> and the creepy one is not even music
0: <laughs> i was like i was gonna say like it should be just monster mash on loop like
1: yes oh different versions of the monster mash trapped and screwed every monster every mash <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that one should be a fun show um we have uh we have the we have the improv team great personality they're gonna be there we have, uh, Wilde, who I love, always really funny, amazing, hilarious women. Wilde is great. Um, and we also have some, uh, some up and, uh, no, we have like a character bit in there or something. And I don't, I don't, have that written down anywhere right now in my mind. And one other, one other thing. So yeah, that's happening. Uh, on the 18th, we have dub set 8 PM with drunkards and dragons as always at the pack theater. Um, and uh, our special guest for that one is going to be Kim Wong, Kimberly Wong, who is awesome mm. and talented and great. Do you know Kim?
0: Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, she was like an improv space person for a long time, and she just got on a house team over at the Pack for improv. So,
0: Oh, ma- like okay.
1: Very good at stuff and also just a great person. Um, Love that
0: combination.
1: Hell yeah, same. And then on Saturday the 20th, uh, we're doing Scene Kids again we're doing scene kids post hardcore uh, house party cuz last month we did hardcore so that's the joke <laughs> thank you okay. and uh, that one's looking good so far we booked a band called Heidi i really like them uh, and hopefully they don't bail on me uh, that would make me really sad bands Aww. have been bailing lately it's been a bummer so they just uh, need to
0: not bail. <laughs> Was there a ba- did the band bail for hardcore?
1: Um the band did not bail for hardcore. But I did go through so many bands trying to find the right band for hardcore and a lot of no responses. But the two months before that, we got last minute bails twice, two months in a row.
0: Mm.
1: It was a real, real bummer of a feeling after booking them both two months in advance.
0: Right. Yeah, that's never a good feeling.
1: Oh, but these guys, I have a good feeling about these guys. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, we also have Kaylin Botsford doing a, a fireside chat. We um, we have uh, we have stand-up sets from Sam Labuti and Jake Drummond, I believe his last name is, and a bit from Aya uh, uh, um, uh, Maria um, Stoich, or Anna Maria. I can't remember, but it's written down. Anna Maria. Yeah, Anna Maria Stoich. and. Special guest improvisers: uh, Jake Goldman and Alex Denny and David Kane. I think I remembered everybody. Have fun!
0: Yeah, good job. That's a lot Thank of names you. and oh, a lot some cool. tricky names too, which is I, always panic. Yeah, no
1: question. I was definitely having that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, but it all oh, I'm out. Say this wrong, yeah.
1: Ugh. But yeah, that's on the twentieth, eleven fifty nine p.m. at the pack. I think I did it. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh.
0: all the plugs. Okay, and then uh, yeah, you said crash this yeah Uh, open house
1: school out open house that'll be fun okay yeah how about yourself
0: um me i got my last show uh last fever show ever uh on the 14th
1: oh exciting
0: yeah that's at 9 p.m on sunday uh august 14th um Mm. it's gonna be a lot of fun uh we're doing like a best of so it's mostly like new sketches because a lot of them are for the from like pre-pandemic so it doesn't count i don't think they're new to like probably you know a lot of the people who are gonna see them uh that's fair. Been, like, two years but it's still best of um well, that's
1: cool do you I, yeah. what i what i hope is that the people from the new version of the group come and watch those
0: yeah i think that's that's hopefully what's gonna happen like a couple people have already reached out and said that they're gonna like yeah come support and check us out all um, the best and we're kind of we're trying to do it differently this month because, uh, you know, it's normally ticketed. Uh, but I think we're we're making the show free. So we're covering the cost of the show and trying to just get more people to come out. Nice. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be like pay what you can pretty much. Uh, if you want to if you want to like donate, you can. But we're we're making the show uh, like a little bit more accessible to people who might not you know want to or have have the, the means to pay for a ticket uh and yeah trying to get a bunch of people out for that uh to send us out uh the bang and then yeah just doing daily misinformer which is like you know uh kind of monologue jokes that we post on tiktok we've got like a pretty good following on there uh at daily at daily misinformer on like tiktok and instagram and other than that been Getting back into go sketch yourself and slowly, slowly getting getting comfy with with live again. And oh, then this, good, good. yeah. Uh, and then our new team, what name TBD at the moment, but uh, that show will be in September. September.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, that'll be our first show. But I'll update next time around when that yeah, is.
1: Please. Once do. we have a
0: team name. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm gonna try and make myself to come, uh, try and make myself come out um, uh, to see new teams because I need to make sure that I go see first shows and new teams more.
0: Yeah, and and it's yeah, I'm excited for this because it's like it's been kind of hard. Like we kind of liked the idea of having a small team like for a while, but like it's a lot harder to put on a show with like six people like every yeah. single month when uh, people get COVID and like we're having issues with that actually with this last show like two people are going to be out of town so we have to like unfortunately get like you know uh we our director's gonna do a couple like small bit parts and then oh, sure. we have alejandro uh who's on our sister team moonshot who's gonna be on the new team with us nice. uh he's gonna fill in like a role or two also um, oh very
1: cool that sounds fun i like la- i always like guests on house teams something about that seems very cool to me
0: like it too i guess it's it hasn't i haven't really seen it with like the pack house teams i guess because it feels a little bit more like i'm like it's against the rules but really right. it's like is it though yeah i mean I, in this new day i feel like everything's a little bit easier to like kind of sort of i mean with the, with as small of a team as we have it's like we kind of just have no choice yeah like, i
1: think that makes a lot of sense
0: yeah and it happened last month too where uh Greg got COVID, and we had to have like someone sub in like two days before the show, so it was like stressful, but it was also kind of fun to just have like someone we've never like worked with before, like yeah, uh, just to, yeah, and he did great. So oh, that's um, good. Yeah, that feeling exciting. of like
1: tempo temporary new blood is always fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and now we're about to have a bunch of new blood, so it's gonna be good. Oh,
1: very cool. Yeah, that yeah. um, that reminds me. I think a long like a long time ago, I remember someone uh, asking me if I would um if I would guest for their like IO upstairs Harold team. And I was like, Oh, I've never been on a house team. I'm being asked to guest. This is such an honor. I Ooh. wasn't able to do it, but I was like, this is a good feeling.
0: Yeah. That is a good feeling to just be asked to do shows is like uh, good, but uh, yeah. On a house team, especially.
1: Yeah. I was like, Oh, I, that makes me feel like I'm somehow worthy of getting on these. So this is a nice, a nice thing.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, thanks everybody uh, for listening to this, and hopefully go watch Mermaids if you haven't seen it. Sounds uh, good.
1: You should do it. Absolutely, everybody, check it out.
0: Check it out, and I hope yeah, I hope cozy checks it out too. <laughs> uh, give us a five star rating, leave a review, subscribe, listen, uh, and yeah, thank you, thank you huh? for listening.
1: Thanks very much for listening. You need to see this. Bye. <laughs> I hate the house. I, I was born there.
0: I love that house. You are?
1: Under the kitchen table.
0: God strike me down, that's almost as good as a manger. Give me strength not to sit on his lap.